You're listening to the In Black and White Show. So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm, I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I see where this is going this season, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a new season. Yeah, new season. New Some shows. things never change. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the, the t-shirt. New season. <laughs> But some things never change. <laughs> uh, that's good. T-shirt idea. Anyway. Um, Welcome to the In Black and White Show Season 3 premiere, everyone. Bump, bada, bump, bump, bada, bump. Where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am joined here by my co-host, Lenny Escobar. Say something. hey Sorry, that was really dumb. Yeah. Hey. There's a lot. Yeah, well... All right, never mind. Give up. Never mind about season three, everyone. Just, just flush it down the toilet. All right. Uh, I'm excited. Kidding. I'm excited to start season three. It's going to be awesome. We got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be doing this season. Yes, one of which will be a change. We're going to we're going to retire the old head scratcher. Actually, no, that's not appropriate right now. A mo- moment of silence for for the old head scratcher. Moment of silence for the head scratcher. I hope the drum track's still playing in the background, but I guess we'll see. Hold on. <laughs> Silent. Shh, 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 shh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Thank you. Thank right. you, everyone. Uh, and like the phoenix rises from the ashes, in its place we will have... Riddle me this, Lenny. Mm. Riddle me this. I'm ready for the riddle. Okay, we're going to do riddles, everyone. And we're not going to give the answer till the end of the podcast. So that means you have to stay for the entirety of the podcast. That's right. You can't move a muscle. You have to stay in your chair or whatever. Don't drive. You have to drive and you have to go in a straight line. You that's, can't turn. That's right. You, you can't turn. Just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do not do that. Um, <gasps> What's the riddle, Cody? I'm... I'm Anxiously awaiting my riddle. Our riddle. Everyone's riddle. Is it everyone's riddle? Cause I think so. If it's everyone's, is it is it anyone's? Oh my goodness. Go. <laughs> Alright. Two bodies have I, though both joined in one. The more still I stand, the quicker I run. What? Wait, repeat that please. Okay, bro. <laughs> Two bodies have I, though both joined in one. The more still I stand, the quicker I run. What am I, dude? Okay, can you say it one more time, but slower? Two bodies have I. I'm going to go into Australian accent if you slow me down. (laughs) All right. Two bodies have I, though both joined in one. The more still I stand... The quicker I run. What am I? Oh, man. I forgot to tell you that I'm not very good at riddles. Yeah, well, too bad. Okay. Just guess, Two, bo- two bodies have I. Uh-huh. Something in one. Yeah, the, both joined in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both joined in one. The quicker, the more I stand still, the quicker I run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it water? 
Uh, it's not water. No. But uh, the beautiful... Wait, I can't say what it isn't. I'm supposed no, to keep you, you hanging on. Yeah, you can't say it yet. Okay, I'm going to guess... I know it's probably terrible. It's a terrible guess, guys. I know I'm terrible at riddles. I'll get better as the season goes on. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to say like a lake. Okay. Like all right. A, like okay. A, no, a waterfall. Okay. 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 That's all okay. I got. Waterfall. Okay. Waterfall. All right. Everyone remember this, okay? And 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 and, and we're going to come back to it as as the hey, remember part of the show. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm actually really excited for the end of the episode to find out what this is now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's intriguing. So anyway, get ready for that. That's season three. That's our little marker. All right? It's, mm, it's going to be good times. I like it. Now, part of our season three launch is obviously our content is going to change. We're going to use the Come Follow Me as our guide for all of our discussions. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we had a chance to study it beforehand uh, when I say study it beforehand, I mean study it beforehand. I don't know why I had to yeah. say it like that. But we're going to just in- do some insights, uh, read some of the scriptures, some of the ideas. Uh, we're going to follow a little bit of what the actual manual says. Maybe even p- pick off some of the questions that we see there. And we're going to start you know, just having a natural conversation about the gospel yeah. through this. Absolutely. <laughs> and just so everyone knows, we're going to be focusing on the personal scripture study sections mm. um not the family ones maybe we will later but for now we feel like hey that's that's great for you to, to have with your families but uh we want to take what people are studying personally and kind of chat about it like we would on on sunday school on an on week instead of but hey we'll have these on on weeks and off weeks so uh whether you have sunday school this next sunday or not you got the in black and white show everyone which that's going to be awesome. Is not a replacement for Sunday school. Go to your it class. It's not a replacement. Okay? <laughs> it's not a replacement for your class. It's that is right. a disclaimer. It's right. So anyway, Lenny, there's there's one, two, three, four headings under personal study. Do you have mm-hmm. a particular one you want to start with? You want to go chronologically? Um, I, you know, honestly. There is one that is that has stuck out to me very very strongly, but I think we can just do it chronologically, and um, just just go through it uh, normally like that. Um, and if we if we're starting to run out of time, then I will probably jump to it because there's a lot of stuff I want to say about it. But let's just go chronologically. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yawning right now. That wasn't a yawn. Okay. No, it didn't sound like one. Yeah. Good because it's not late at night or anything. All right, first one, guys, is uh, my trials can be a blessing. So right now we're in 2 Corinthians, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, chapters 1 through 7 mm-hmm. is, the, is the overall section for the week. But uh, my trials can be a blessing. Any, any thoughts, insights on this, this heading you had during your studies this week? Yeah, so one of the things is like that first. I was essentially reading um, the heading in it. How it really is interesting, like what kind of position Paul is in to uh, to actually tell the the church, the the people of Corinth, that they are they need to change a little bit of what, how they're how they're worshiping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. Uh. But I guess he didn't actually really say 
lot like that. I guess he was just giving some more clarification on that. Um, but I think. No, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm having like I'm, I'm having just like a bunch of thoughts collide together. Collide here. Let me share something while you're. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go you're, ahead. You're you're stirring the pot over there. Second um, Corinthians chapter one, uh, verse seven. Okay, he's talking about. Uh, I'll just, I'll read the scripture here. He's obviously, I would assume. Well, maybe I shouldn't assume anything, but this is a letter Paul's written to the Corinthians. Um, he's trying to support and direct the affairs of the church in different areas. So this is some of his uh, feedback, advice, direction he's giving as an apostle of the Lord to these people. Um, in this, in these verses, he's talking about trials, obviously, but he says in verse 7, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Now, I like this because, well, first of all, can we just say that half the stuff Paul says, I don't know if it's translation or just a change in, in our in our in culture with now, but man, is it hard to understand some of it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh this is pretty cool. As you are partakers of the sufferings, okay, as you go through crap, we'll just say, so shall you also be of the consolation. Um, so to me, that was an insight that, uh, you know, no matter the struggles or the difficulties, there's always a companion to that, okay? And that is um, that is consolation, that is comfort, that is peace. Uh, no trial will be given to us, no suffering will be given to us that doesn't have attached at the other end some kind of peace. That's kind mm-hmm. of what that's, that's saying to me. I, I wrote here in my, my scriptures... It's like satisfaction after eating when you go hungry for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Being hungry is uncomfortable, um, especially for me because I love food. Just kidding, especially for lots of us. But there's that feeling of satisfaction when you do eat that uh, wouldn't be there without the the suffering in the first place, right? Well, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, the words of of um, Nephi or Lehi to Nephi in the Book of Mormon, where he says that without he I'm paraphrasing, but he says without knowing the opposite, without knowing something you don't know its opposite. So if you don't know joy, if you don't know pain, then you don't know relief for joy. You know unhappiness, then, then right. you don't know happiness. Opposition in all things, right? Opposition in all things. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Did you yawn because I yawned? No, no, I definitely sneezed twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So anyway, that was that was uh, something I noticed when I was reading in this section here. Yeah, um, I, I figured out what I was trying to say. It's actually a. Um, I was trying what I was trying to say earlier was just kind of encompassing all of Paul's letters to to sort of the saints. That, the Corinthian saints. Um, he says a lot of harsh things. Like he says it in a way that's like, he says knock a lot it of off. Yeah. Like knock it off basically. <laughs> and sometimes that's a little hard to hear from a prophet or an apostle. Right. But uh, I think that uh, if we heed what they're trying to say, if we, 
take the nuggets, and I actually really feel like the apostles and prophets now, nowadays, say it perfectly the way that we need to hear it. That is neither offensive. Um, like the way they say it is neither is not offensive. That's I mean maybe some of the things that the the content is a little bit more harder to hear for people, but the way that they present the message is really is like almost perfect. Yeah. So that it doesn't it 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 just showcases the direct whatever it is apostolic warning the direct doctrine it's very direct and clear and delivered in a kind way right so I think that it's it's awesome um, it it's one of those things that the context does matter because yeah absolutely well, I, I don't know why I said one of those things context matters in every situation in everything absolutely. you're reading about or learning about right mm-hmm. but uh, think about our mission. We had Elder Bednar come out. Right? Oh man, still think about that. Elder, Be- he, he's a blunt guy. Uh, he doesn't mince words. And I remember it was a three-hour session. Our whole mission sitting in this uh, chapel. And the first thing he says is one of the first things he says was uh, essentially, "Hey, going to do a going to do a Q and A. Um, so think about some good questions to ask. And I know right now." Everyone is feeling afraid to ask me questions. I know that's exactly what you're feeling. And uh, just just stop it. Just stop being afraid. It's not mm-hmm. scary. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mean. I'm not gonna scare anyone. I'm not gonna make anyone feel stupid, alright? So everyone's got those feelings right now, just take them. Just 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 set them aside. Let's have a good conversation. Think of some good questions to ask. And then he went on to say don't ask some stupid questions, but he had, a, he had a good point there, but the, I thought I was really impressed that he um, he did a good job. Uh, what's 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 the word? Um, diffusing those feelings uh, right up front. Mm-hmm. And he did say some blunt things. He did say he some did. things that if someone were Definitely. to like record or write it down, they'd be like, it it seemed kind of harsh. But in the spirit of that meeting, no man, it was so enlightening. I and think so uplifting. Absolutely. And I remember that very that that time very clearly about him taking the time to shake every missionary's hand at the end of the meeting, look him in the eyes and shake uh um him or her his or hers uh, all of our hands. Yeah. Shook shook all of our hands. And it yeah. was a really powerful experience. Um and I really wanted to say, like, I really if we look at the way that um in this case, we're gonna. I'm gonna stick to this. The way that Paul is talking to the saints at Corinthian, at Corinth, excuse me, that um, the context does matter. I think that sometimes when we read these things, and sometimes when we read the scriptures in a less than prepared, sacred manner, a lot of the things seem really harsh, blunt. Um, it's easier to take out take out of context. But when we read them with the Spirit. When we try to understand them and what Heavenly Father is trying to say to us through these words and through these experiences, they become learning. They become nuggets. They become um, story, treasured stories that we can draw wisdom and knowledge and experiences from to help us understand our world better. Yeah, I, I, I can honestly say I've never had the Spirit um, offend me. Uh, I've had the Spirit say hard things or difficult things or I felt mm-hmm. I've got those impressions. But I've even had times where the Spirit's like, hey, 
you're kind of being an idiot, okay, dude? And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. for some reason, it doesn't feel offensive. It feels like uh, uh, motivating. Yeah, like, absolutely. you're right. I am being an idiot. Let's let's work on that. Let's do a little better. And, and mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I've never felt like beat down by an impression. And I, I think it's really, uh, I think it's important to actually say too that the spirit talks to everyone very differently. So the way that the spirit talked to you is a way that you understand and that you feel motivated by. Right. So somebody who has maybe a little bit more self-conscious and maybe somebody who is maybe having a lot more doubts will not be will not be chastised that way. You know right. what I mean? Or not will not be spoken to that way. It'll be yeah. a lot more calming. Um, it will be very direct still, but it will be very calming, very uplifting in the way that they are being treated, you know, and, or and, and spoken to. And not saying that Heavenly Father is not being mean to you. He's he's just talking to you in a way that you understand that you yeah. are going to respond to f- the fastest. Yeah, and it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be different for everyone. We all have our own little way of talking yeah. and right our own little. Uh, I don't want to say dialect, but yeah, we all have a unique personality. Yeah, exactly. Lenny's definitely more eloquent than I am. Mm, and I'm definitely maybe. more. Uh, you know. <laughs> you're definitely more uh you have a, a lot i think you're more you express your ideas a lot more clearer clearer than i do clear early mm-hmm. clearly clear early you, you, you do oh right. thanks guy yeah you're welcome yeah you're welcome you're welcome dude you're Did welcome I... you're welcome huh? Huh? <laughs> what are you doing huh? Did i leave yeah. you oh that was my my sister i did that too Oh, left her a message was, like that. I, I thought that was funny though. Yeah, she uh, she said I th- I didn't understand anything in that whole voicemail left her when I spoke with that accent. So, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Any last thoughts on my trials can be a blessing. Oh right. Sorry, I I, I got a little. We got a little sidetracked from there. Yeah. Apologize think, to our viewers. Yeah. Sorry for getting sidetracked there. I, yeah. I just think that was important. And now I can say about what I was thinking about this. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Completely inappropriate that you'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't a natural... I forgot this isn't a natural conversation. Yeah. You made it unnatural. Yeah, I did. I just brought it up. I just took (laughs) took it wherever I was going to do. That's perfect. Go on. (laughs) No. Um, I think the the only thought I have about uh, trials being a blessing um, is that it just... It's, it's just what we had said before. I think that trials make the blessings sweeter. I feel like they feel better, that you you understand more. Like you get more from the relief of going uh, of the of the end of the trial than you did if if you just got that experience without the trial. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Um, I think there's something to be said about learning from other people's experience, but I feel that your experience, our own personal experiences are the best teachers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a yeah. lot we can learn, right? There's right, a lot we should exactly. learn and we should observe Absolutely. from people in different circumstances and, and perspectives are so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, I think the the catalyst for change has to happen from our own experiences. You can hear someone else's experience. And uh, it won't mean anything to you unless 
it's in the right context in your life. You're at the right place right. in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, I, I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Mm. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Cool, 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 cool. Well, we should uh, <laughs> uh, move so, on to the next one. I uh, the next little prompt is: I receive blessings and bless others when I forgive. And this is Second um, Corinthians chapter two, five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, second chapter five through eleven. Yeah, five through eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything that stuck out to you in those scriptures here? That just, that just, yeah. I was going to say that just whopped you over the head. <laughs> uh, well, I think just this whole thing, I think that this is a really hard lesson. And, and I'm going to say it in the context of today's world. It's really, it's a really hard concept, a really hard doctrine, a really hard thing that, that Heavenly Father is asking of us is to forgive people first. You know, to uh, when people transgress us, to forgive them that transgression, you know, forgive them. I mean, they, they doesn't necessarily, you need to, you don't approve. You don't need to approve of their action. Obviously. Right. 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 But it's, it's a hard thing that he's asking to forgive this, these transgressions as quickly as possible. And I think that that's like the, what he was saying here. Um, and even goes so far as to say you should in verse seven, he says, so that, it's a weird word. Contrarywise, <laughs> yeah. ye, Thanks, you Paul. Rather, yeah, exactly. ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. So yeah. what he's saying is not only forgive him, but also, in, in a, and I'm thinking about, like, help him. Yeah, right. It's got to mean something, right? Right, exactly. If you're, if you're forgiving someone else, um, I think a big part of it is is obviously um, doing that for yourself and your own personal mm -hmm. reasons. But yep. there's another part of it in most situations. I wouldn't say every single situation, but most that it sounds like he's touching on here that uh, our forgiveness should provide comfort to someone else, which usually means you got to manifest it to them, right? Mm -hmm. Apologize to someone. Or you got to say, hey, you done me wrong, but I forgive you. And let them know that, you know, and that brings them comfort. I, I made a note on that last line, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually a really important piece of that scripture. I feel like I want to walk up. If someone's really sad, I'm going to be a, walk up, put my arm around and be like, hey, are you swallowed up in overmuch sorrow? Do you need a, <laughs> just, do you need I, a hand for a minute? I just want to tell you that my... I, so I sometimes when I'm talking about the scriptures, I quote the scripture, like I use scripture language, right. and it drives my wife kind of nuts. <laughs> this is a great one you can use. Yeah. Like, are you swallowed up with overmuch sorrow? <laughs> it's mostly overmuch sorrow. I know, overmuch sorrow. Uh, over much. But I liked it because... But, but even if you say, sorry, one more thing. Even if you say, are you swallowed up in sorrow? I mean, I feel like that's still... Yeah, over the top. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say that. Um, but that we 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 should be preventing this much sorrow wherever possible, because 
so- sorrow can be a good motivating factor to help us change, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like uh, spiritual pain or, or something that's stretching your spirit or whatever, and it kind of it usually is a catalyst for growth, right? But excessive, overmuch sorrow, um, it, it's like depression. It hampers people. Mm. It's not. It's not uh, necessarily helpful in in a lot of ways. All right. It, it's not necessarily going to be that catalyst. It might start to become more destructive than it is mm. constructive. Absolutely. So anyway, if we can prevent doing that to other people, prevent other people from feeling that uh, with what place we have in their lives, then uh, you know that's 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 something we need to take responsibility for. I, I like this question that it was that was asked that actually made me think about I actually thought about this question a lot um, in that section it says how does withholding forgiveness harm others and ourselves and I think it goes along basically with what you were saying um, in this last piece of the scripture um, there is a it takes a lot of energy I think to hold on to um, to hold on to uh, wrongdoing yeah uh, the, what is it uh, called grudge uh, grudge it takes a lot of energy to hold on to a grudge grudge uh, and you know and I, I am of course it is understandable that we have those inclinations to do so because of our human nature right right but that's a lot of energy at least when i i, I know thinking about some of the grudges i've had i think like that is a lot of energy that i have expended feeling sour toward a person or situation, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a very worldly popular idea these days. Right. uh, I mean, look how many stories are, are, are interesting and made successful in the media or whatever, because they're based on revenge, right? Right. Or or vengeance, Mm. which by the way is the same thing as, Holding a grudge and not forgiving, not letting go, right? Yeah. Um, it's a very popular idea um, because we the world tends has this uh, this fairness mindset with morality. I feel like mm-hmm. this uh, eye for an eye kind of a thing. Eye for an eye, right? And Jesus came and he did not teach a fairness morality. He didn't say, "Hey, you know." If Somebody does something bad to you, then go ahead and go back. That's the law of Moses. He he fulfilled that, and he said, "Hey, you forgive him seventy times seven. That's not fair. It's not supposed to be fair. Why is fair always our our? That's like our line in the sand. That's like our marker for what marks something as good or right. Is if it's fair, which well, it's not. That's not the right way to do things. We'll be happier. Other people will be happier. The world will be a better place." If we don't live by a fairness standard, but we live by a, a love and a, a, with more responsibility, more accountability kind of a standard, you know? I, I think it would be even the a, the world would be a, a much happier place if we gave more. Gave, if we gave more than our fair share, everyone gave more than our fair share. It doesn't matter what it is, like forgiveness, love respect if we gave more than we thought was necessary i think that that would it would just be so much better for everyone um right right and and i will say have you read the book the giving tree yes i have have you 
Oh, the giving tree or, or the giver? The giving tree. Oh, I don't think I've read that one. Yeah, they're very different. Okay. It's uh, a <laughs> Shel Silverstein, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's like a children's book. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got like two sentences per page. Anyway, story about... Uh, I'm not super, uh, you know, educated on this book, but um, my wife's told me about it, and I've read it, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's about a tree. People come and they take things from the tree. They take the fruit. They take the shade. They take the branches, the leaves, whatever. They're... Oh, I've read this. I've read yeah, this. Book. Yeah, I think yeah. most people have. It's been around for a while, like fifty years yeah. or something, sixty years maybe. It's, but it's uh, like it's like the boy comes and he says, "I I need this," and he says, "Take this," and he's yeah. like, "I need this." You take this, and at the very end, because um, he took the whole top half for the for yeah. a, his house for his family or something and then he says i have nothing else you can he's the the boy is old now the old man and he sits on the stump like that's the end of the book yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah and and when when the tree becomes a stump when it's given everything it can give it says and the tree was happy at the end of all these things every time the tree gives it says it was happy mm-hmm. by the time it's a stump it says and it was happy and then next page but not really and so um that's not how the book ends either i'll get to that in a minute but the reason i bring that up is because we should be giving more we can give more and we can give more um than we realize i think um but i wouldn't say it's an well it is infinite but it's 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 also there there needs to be a balance. You can't mm-hmm. have people who are always taking from you in exactly. your life. Yeah. Um because it will drain you and it will wear you out. Right, right. And you will burn out and you will not be happy. However, this stump did have something to give cuz like you said the, the the old man returns well the boy returns as an old man and he sits on the stump and the stump is able to to give uh, some time or some relief, right? And so he still does have something to give. Always, we always have something to give, um, and it shouldn't be in a fairness. It shouldn't be always be, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a peach if you uh, give me this. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be that way. And I think the world would be a better place if we realize we all can give more than we get, uh, and be happy about it, and we'll be happier that way. I think. Um, I, I did want to actually just touch on what you said there that uh, we all there is there is a limit to how much we can give without being burnt you know and I think Christ is the only one who can who gave everything and who was able to give everything because he's Christ he's the Son of God he's perfect right so he was able to give everything um, because of that fact we are not there so we can't give everything we can't give as much as Christ gave. But what we can do is give more than we think we can. Um, and, and I think that there, there's a point to that, right? So there's like, I, I feel like there, there's like this, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but just bear with me as I talk through it. Um, there, there's like a threshold that I think that we, we hit that we're like, oh man, this is my limit of how much I can give, right? And, um, but I think that threshold is actually pretty, 
small for most of us. I think that we can push it up just a little bit. I think we can, you know, um, push ourselves to give more. Um, but we can't, we don't, but I think that there is a fine line between pushing yourself and giving too much and burning out. And I think that only Heavenly Father through the Spirit will be able to counsel you in how much you are able to give without um, without drying up, without burning up, without you know tearing your, yourself uh, apart, in essence. Because I feel like that is a lot. Uh, I, I hear a lot of um, stories about people who are who are members of the church or just who are Christian or or whoever who do a lot and do a lot and a ton and a ton and a ton and then they burn themselves out and then they're lo- no longer christian because of for whatever reason right i feel like in that case they really did burn themselves out because they i i don't know did were they counseling with heavenly father to to find the 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 right amount for them at that time in their life so I think it's it's really important for us to give as much as we can um, with the guidance of Heavenly Father and then knowing when to step back. And, and, and when I say step back, I just mean to be self-reflecting, understanding what it, what it is, where you are in your life. One thing I, I, I wanted to stress is that with the giving tree, even though the tree got burnt out, right? Mm-hmm it still had something to give. And that's I think true. that's that's the difference is uh we still we need we do need to be careful. We don't want to burn ourselves out. But it doesn't mean we don't have anything to give. We always have something to give. We always have something mm-hmm. valuable, something something worth sharing. That is a good point. Um just cuz we're burned out, we don't know how to share it or the right, you know, circumstances aren't right doesn't mean it's not there. Um but there's yeah, there's there's always something to give. Like, like forgiveness, right? Oh, forgiveness! Oh, isn't that what we was talking about? Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're talking about. And I think that yes. that's, I really think that that is what, um, I mean, just like this is what Paul is talking about in these scriptures is is we can always give forgiveness. Uh, I think it may be hard, and it may stretch us a ton, but I think we can always give that. Yeah, and we'll be. I think we'll be happier for it in the long run. I think it's hard in the moment, but in the long run, we'll be a lot happier. Give, give, said Apostle Paul. Give, oh yeah. Give, give. Some more stuff, primary song. All right. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, this next one, I actually, I really wanted to, I'm sorry, I jumped in here because I wanted to do the last one first before we talked about the third one. So the last one is Godly Sorrow Leads to Repentance, and then... Through the atonement of Jesus Christ, I can be reconciled to God. Okay. And I okay. wanted to switch it because I had uh, some really poignant thoughts about godly sorrow. All right. Poignant is a good word. Spell it. Go. Okay. P-O-I-N-T-I-N-A-N-T. <laughs> poignant? Po- pointing. You just spelled pointing, I feel like. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. You did put a T on the end. Yeah, yeah. I'll find yeah. it. I'll find P-O-I-G. it. P-O-I-G. Oh, that's right. P-O-I-G. Yeah. And then there's N-A-N-T. more stuff after that, but I don't want to slow yeah. the episode P- down. Yeah, well, it's already slow. So, so Anyway. anyway. Yeah, God, godly Sorrow. This was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I 
think that godly sorrow is awesome. I <laughs> think that's a really um, yeah. interesting way. But I, the reason I was thinking about it so much is because um, godly sorrow in the, in my mind is the same as spiritual pain. Spiritual pain is is your body, your spirit saying, hey, I'm hurt. Like there's something going on. And, and it's like like physical pain is when you have a pain in your tooth or your pain in your like you get scratched and you're bleeding or something like your body's saying, hey, there's yeah. something happening right now to me. Yeah. You should take a look at it. You know, or when take like, a look you at hear it. Lenny's voice kind of causes pain sometimes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I see where this is going <laughs> this season, huh? That's right. <laughs> it's a new season. Yeah, new season. New Some jokes. things never change. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the, the t shirt. New season, <laughs> but some things never change. Uh, yeah. That's good. T shirt idea. Anyway, um, I, th- I think that godly sorrow is is that is what it is. It's the way that he says, hey, my spirit, our, your spirit is in pain. I'm in pain, and we should do something about it. And yeah. I think it is, it is awesome because it's a chance to change, which is repentance. Right. But it's 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 a special kind of of pain, right? It's, right. it's in reference to your relationship with God, oh, which is directly absolutely. tied to your, to your spirit, right? Exactly. Yeah. So basically, you you feel sorrow for something you did that was wrong because of um, how how it's affected your relationship with God. Oh, yeah. That's right? a that's a great way to a great. Um clarifying statement for sure which which is why it's so powerful because it's it's a real motivator for change i mean it's it's the same as we talked about this earlier but you know if you if you stub your toe your body says hey that's here's a not good feeling for you and you go ow that friggin hurts and then why the heck does it have to hurt so bad and your body's your subconscious is like well let me tell you but you don't remember this because it's your subconscious telling you but anyway (laughs) it's like hey this is so you won't do it again Right, that's a good explanation. Yeah, same yeah, thing like with it. sorrow. Um, however, some sorrows can be um, learned mm-hmm. and maybe aren't as productive as other ones. Sure, but, you know, if I had to give an example, like, oh, you didn't get to play a video game today, you're sad about it. Well, you know, there's there's worse things to be sad about for the most part, right? Right. Um, but this is a situation where, um. Oh, your godly sorrow. It's directly tied to your relationship with God. That's why you're sorry. That's why you're motivated to change and, and repent. And yeah. Do something about it. And, and I think that that is a real, I really like that you put that clarifying in relation to your, in, in relationship, sorry, in relation to your relationship with Heavenly Father, with God. Because I think that that is really what this, what um, repentance or this sorrow is all about and what we, why we need to repent is because we want to maintain that relationship. We want to maintain that connection with our father. And I think that that's uh, a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I I just wanted to share just a quick experience I had with that. Um, Actually, it was very, very, uh, without saying too much, uh, it was very, uh, it was like recently, I had a, a, a great conversation with Heavenly Father, and literally, and and literally, and this actually ties into the third part through the atonement of Jesus Christ. I can be reconciled to God. 
I was literally talking to Heavenly Father and saying, and finally just like laying out everything, feeling the the sorrow, and then and then just um, you know just telling him everything what's going on, and I could literally feel the tension and the burden and the and this feeling in my stomach that I had been caring for a long time for for as long as I had been worrying about this stuff and I just felt it just lift away dissipate like literally just dissipate and it was amazing it was like I don't I don't have any words to describe that I think dissipated was a great word thank you I mean I didn't feel it but um I mean it, let's go to this verse here that yeah, says please. um for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Mm, right. Love I'm that. assuming your prayer, you felt godly sorrow, so you repented, or so you were basically trying to align yourself with God, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and because of that, you felt salvation. You felt relief because you felt saved from something, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the that's the powerful thing of of godly sorrow. Yeah, it's not it's not um, it's not a great feeling in the moment, but it is a necessary uh, part of growing and changing. Yeah, and and I think I like the wording through the third the third heading it says I can be reconciled to God because I feel like that was more uh, salvation in itself is a reconciliation between you and heavenly father. I feel like that is like that is what that was the whole the whole point of the savior um his sacrifice in Gethsemane. Like his, right. him going through that was so that we were able to be reconciled. And when we repent, we access the atonement and therefore are reconciled to God. And that's really what I, f- I feel like that I felt. I felt the actual reconciliation where I felt like, you, you ever do you ever know, do you know that feeling? And it's not as like, it's it's like the feeling of when you have a bad falling out with somebody um, or that you just, or, or something, it may not even be a bad falling out with somebody. It could just be like your personal feelings toward them or something you did that you need to, that, that you did something wrong to them or, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But there's like a there's like a, a weird relationship, even if it's just on your end. And then you finally get it clear and it's just like beautiful. It's just, it's yeah. just like clear again. Yeah. And I think that is that's really like that's what that reconciliation is about. It's just the clearness, the clear well, communication between two parties. I dare say harmony. Because I was looking up. <gasps> harmony. Hey, let's do harmony real quick. Here we go. Okay. Okay. That's probably that was probably some notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I I say harmony is because I looked up the word reconcile mm. because I'm a classic scripture person who reads scriptures and then definitions when I give talks in church. Oh, you are. You're one of them. That's good. I like you. Yeah. Um, so I learn, a, I learn a new word every time. Yeah. There you go. See, Second Corinthians chapter five is where the is where the discussion of reconciliation is most 
potent, we'll say. Mm, uh, verse word. 18, he says, uh, Paul says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. I was like, well, let's look at the word reconcile. One of the definitions mentions bringing something into harmony with something else, right? Mm. Um, so if you're being reconciled to God, it doesn't mean he's just pulling you in and and keeping you safe from the storms. It means it means you're in harmony with God, right? Oh, I love that. That's great. If, you, if you've repented, if you felt that spirit, if you felt that relief, you felt that reconciliation, that salvation, call it what you will, um, things feel right because you're in harmony with God's will, with his plan, and things are right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it, I don't think it's an emotional feeling necessarily. I think it can manifest, uh, I think it can cause emotional feelings. Absolutely. But but as far as a feeling goes, I think it's a very warm spiritual comfort, balance, harmony, peace, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I really enjoyed studying this uh, this chapter, uh, this, yeah. this section. Um, it really is powerful um, how much, that anytime you read in the scriptures, how much is applicable to your life. Like, it, it's amazing that at any point in your life, there's something that you're reading in the scriptures at some point that's going to relate to some point, something in your life to help you have a better relationship with heavenly father. And, and I like to, I like to put it that way because I think that we, we do focus a lot, maybe sometimes on changing ourselves and there's pressures to that. But I really, I I really feel like it's more like, I'm just, we're just learning how to be, how to talk to, how to communicate better with heavenly father. That's really all. That's what we're doing when we, when we study the gospel, when we're living the, the, the doctrines and the principles we're just learning how to communicate with him better. And yeah. the more the better we do, the better that we communicate together, the better that we understand what he's saying and the better that we say what we want to say to him through our actions and our words, the more in harmony we become. And yeah. it's just that more it's just that much sweeter. Yeah. The cool thing with with scriptures too is that uh we talked at the beginning about context is important, right? Yeah. And I think it is very important when you're learning about the scriptures, what's being said. If you understand the context better, you're going to be able to um, liken it to yourself more easily. Absolutely. However, the spirit, when it touches your heart, um, the context that is most powerful is the context of your life where you're at, not where the scripture is at necessarily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can read a verse and be like, "Man, that was really that's so true. That's that's powerful for me right now." But the context of the scripture is like, "Nah, dude, this is about a cow." <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I think I think it's it's unique and and powerfully personal in that way because, um, you have there's there's benefits and that come from both. Um, understanding the context and sometimes the spirit pulling something out of a scriptural context but into a personal context um, alone. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, everyone, hey, thanks for joining us for this study of 2 Corinthians 1 through 7. 
Um, come follow me. It's great. It's got great questions in here. It's got mm. great prompts. Um, so feel free. Uh, contact us. Let us know about your ideas, thoughts, feelings about what we studied, what you studied uh, this week. We'd love to hear those. And, and if you have any thoughts on next week or, or some things, some riddles we should tell, I haven't given the answer yet, but I'm gonna. Uh, feel free to send those to us as well. Our email is at in black. Whoops. <laughs> oh, geez, who am I letting? Ah, on? you did it. <laughs> You're the first one in this new season Man. to screw it up. It's a new season, so I guess we're flip-flopping that role. Yeah, we are. And you can contact us on Twitter and Facebook as well, at IBW Podcast. Our website, www.at... <laughs> I knew I was waiting for it again. <laughs> Unbelievable. www.ibwpodcast.com Yes. Do you want to know, Lenny, the answer to the riddle? Uh, real Yes, but real quick, I just wanted to share with everyone the next episode, we're going to be talking about 2 Corinthians 8 through 13. Mm, yes, so, so. yes. Yes, yes. So uh, also, if you if you need some, just a reminder of that, that's what we'll be doing. Um, and you can follow along that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready so, for the answer to the riddle now. Anyway, the, the episode will come in time. Take your hourglasses, flip them over. And just wait for that episode to come next week. Oh, did I say the answer? It was Hourglass. That's weird. Uh... Two bodies have I, though both joined in one. The more still I stand, the quicker I run. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, dude. Sorry it's not a lake. Are you mad? No, no. I told you I'm not very good at riddles, but I am going to get better as the season goes on. That's right. Cool. Let us know your riddles, friends. Thanks for listening. Uh, We love you. And Godspeed, everyone. God is good. You know what to say to that. You're like, what? Like, what? (laughs) What? What?